Hi, my name is Adir Rizansky-Nier. Welcome to the Healthcare Stage, the go-to podcast for innovators dedicated to enhancing health and wellness globally. In each episode, we dive into insightful conversation with those at the forefront of healthcare innovation. Today, it is my absolute pleasure to host Dr. Nikolai Kunicher, the CEO of an Israeli medical device company named NeuroTrigger. Hi, Nikolai. I'm looking forward to conversation. Hi, Adi. Thank you for having me here. So um, perhaps before we begin, tell us uh, something fun about you or your family so we get the opportunity to, to know you a little better. Yes. So I'm a father of four kids, a uh, big family. And uh, some fun facts about me. So I love extreme sports. I'm, I'm Every year I'm waiting for my ski vacation uh, to do some crazy stuff. So this is... Uh, Absolutely, my 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 uh, hobby. Nice. Uh, it's a pity that it's a little bit hot here in Israel, and then you need to go elsewhere to, yes. yeah, to enjoy your hobby. So, in in previous conversation we had, you told me about uh, Neurotringer and how it all began, and like many other uh, healthcare startups, uh, it typically involves. Um, um, someone that is in pain, that is in need, that is in suffering, uh, with no good solution. Tell me the story of uh, NeuroTrigger. So the story was uh, actually big, our company began with the story of Michal Marx, uh, who is our, one of the co-founders. She's a lawyer, and uh, one day she got noted uh, a problem in the in the head, and then uh, she found out that she has a tumor in the head. And uh, she uh, were taken to a, a surgery and the tumor was removed. But because it was a very complicated tumor, uh, during the surgery, they damaged the facial nerve. And although she recovers from the surgery and all the tumor was removed, she was left with a permanent facial paralysis because of the damage to the, to the nerve. And uh, uh, during the years, so she's a lawyer, and she felt uh, very frustrated from the side effects, uh, such as uh, chronic fatigue, headaches, uh, sensitivity to light, and many other uh, side effects that prevented her from uh, uh, operating and doing her job. And the main problem and the main reason for those side effects was the lack of blinking. She found out that because she does, she can blink, cannot blink because of the facial paralysis. All the side effects are affected because of the dryness of the eye and everything is involved in the uh, with the facial paralysis. And not only that, so she of course went to several physicians, all the experts, and all of them told her that there is no solution today. There are several surgical solutions that she she got. Uh, for example, actually the suturing of the eyelid to close. They are a little bit. There are other partially efficient solutions, such as the implantation of gold weight uh, into the eyelid to drop the eyelid a little bit. But you know, there are still there are very uh, static solution that not actually dealing with the problem. And not only that, uh, the experts, ophthalmologists, said to her that because she's still young and there is constant damage to the cornea because of the dryness of the eye, at the end she's going to lose the vision of that. So she was very frustrated of this uh, prognosis and uh, all the uh, uh, situation. 
And uh, she, you know, during one of the dinners, she told it to her two very close friends. This is the problem, problem and this is the prognosis. And they said to her, listen, so basically what you need is a pacemaker to make you blink. And pacemakers are around for 30 years already, so it's, it shouldn't be so hard. And actually, the, at the beginning, they actually looked for something uh, like this available on the market. And when they found out that there's nothing like this on the market, they said, listen, we're going to develop it for, for you. And this is how the company uh, was established. So they did a, a garage prototype based on a TENS device. Uh, TENS is tran uh, transdermal stimulation uh, devices. Uh, some of you might know them uh, from physiotherapy that you're going through. So there are several TENS devices available on the market. So they did some prototype, garage prototype device based on these TENS devices. And the second she put it on, on herself, she felt relief right away. And not only that, that she even felt that some of the side effects that she thought was because of the surgery, all of them disappeared. And they decided, so they have something very important and, and they decided that they want to open a company and bring this device to other uh, patients that's suffering like Michal. This is how the company actually was established. So this uh, prototype her friends made for her had an objective of of um, muscle stimulation, right? The idea was to stimulate to stimulate the muscle because the nerve is not working properly, and to allow her to blink, right? Correct. That is that was the motivation, but there is a a long distance between this uh, initial prototype, which is ba based on a tense mechanism of action, and the actual pro prototype you guys have today. Um, can you say a few words about uh, the the development challenges? The yeah. yeah. So first of all, of course, you know uh, the the initial prototype was very cumbersome with the different electrodes and then uh, all the electronics uh, you know sticking out of it, and the electrodes were very big and it was quite painful because the stimulation is uh, not used to to stimulate small muscles uh, uh, like muscles of that makes you blink so there's there was a need a big need for adjustments not only in parameters of stimulation but also in uh, you know to have this device friendly and user friendly and uh, uh, no easy easy to use so this is what they decided to go for and this is how the company was established and then they they take it we took it from there and how was this uh, R&D funded? So this R&D, so at the beginning, actually, the first prize that actually got this company uh, uh, moving forward was uh, there is a competition called a Mirage 45 Plus competition, which means that uh, entrepreneurs with age of over 45, you can, you can apply for this uh, competition. And if you win this competition, you get $100,000 uh, prize money uh, for this kind of, of, of development. And this is how the company actually uh, uh, moved forward. So they got this uh, prize money, they won the first place, and then uh, uh, they started the development. And uh, with using this money, uh, they also submitted for a Israeli Innovation Authority uh, uh, grant, and they received grant under the pathway of Ezrotech for two years. And this is basically how this company was initially funded and, and uh, took it further to develop uh, the prototype that we have now. So 
altogether, uh, how much money did you uh, did you uh, secure for this uh, R and D project? So at the beginning, it was uh, let's say something around five hundred thousand dollars. This was the beginning and the initial stages of the company, but now we are in a completely different place. Okay. In the last years. Um, tell me a little bit about the patient uh, which can benefit from this device. Yeah. So, uh, so there are two types of facial paralysis patients. There are permanent facial paralysis patients, and there are temporary ones. Permanent patients like Michal, it's because of the tumor, of, of uh, uh, trauma, stroke, different causes that basically, you know, it's irreversible uh, nerve damage and makes you uh, become uh, facially paralysis. Uh, and the other side of it is the temporary facial paralysis, what is most of them called Bell's palsy patients which are suffering, it, it can uh, be uh, etiologically, completely etiological without no reason. It can be stress, it can be viruses. There are several reasons that cause a, a, a temporary facial paralysis. Most of the patients recover, but some of them never recover. And some of them, on average, you can say that they're suffering from facial paralysis uh, for a phase of six months, more or less. This is the, an average of those temporary uh, facial paralysis patients. Um, and yeah, so we we actually, this is our mission. We we don't want to restore the, the nerve function. We just want to restore the function of blinking, as fine as it sounds. I never thought that I was going to talk so much about blinking until I joined this company. This is something that most of us take it for granted. But this is, you know, now I understand, you know, even things like blinking is so important. So. This is our mission in the company. We want to restore this function and increase dramatically the, the low quality of life of those patients. This is very important for us. So after you generated uh, a mature enough prototype, uh, you conducted your first clinical study. Yes. So using this prototype, we, we conducted our pilot study in Tel Aviv, where we tried this prototype uh, device on patients from both sides of so the permanent paralysis and temporary paralysis. And we, we try to evaluate whether our device can make them blink uh, uh, during the paralysis. And uh, we found out that approximately 75% of patients uh, restore, were able to blink. Uh, one of the very important issues that we found out is that five of the patients, five of the patients didn't blink. And the reason for that is that because their muscles were atrophied. So now we know that if there is over two years since the initial uh, uh, paralysis uh, 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 of the patient, because of the, uh, the because the muscles doesn't work, they basically atrophied. So our device will not be able to help them. This was very important um, outcome of this trial for us. And uh, moving forward, uh, you continued to develop the device to mature it, right? Um, and then uh, you submit the device to the FDA. Yes, so maybe just a few questions, a few words about how this device is looking now. So it's completely different from the initial prototype. Okay. So our device composed of three elements. The first element is this uh, stimulator, which sits on the ear, like a hearing aid, basically. This was you know, our intention in, in designing. 
and it's composed of all the ele electronics, the battery, everything. It's totally rechargeable uh, that can, you can use for the for the whole day. Uh, we attach to the stimulator a daily use and disposable electrode, which is attached by a magnet, and then there's a adhesive material uh, to attach it near the eye. And everything is controlled by a mobile application that we developed. Uh, this is the third element. And through this application, you basically you can see the how much uh, 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 battery you have. You can turn it on. You can, you can turn it off. You can basically uh, even decide how often you want to blink because you know if you are inside, outside, if there's it's a windy, so you change the pace of blinking. So you can control everything this uh, using this mobile application that we developed. So this is a three uh, uh, components. Uh, uh, a um, system, very user-friendly, very easy to operate, and uh, it's completely different and, and, and involved from the initial prototype that we, that we started with. At which stage you submitted it to the FDA? Yeah, so we, uh, yeah, right. so we submitted this uh, device for the FDA uh, under TENS predicate, and uh, I am very happy to say that uh, I think two months ago, we got it approved uh, for use of this device under the in, uh, intended use of, of uh, prevention of muscle atrophy, as I said, and re-education of muscles uh, to operate, because this is the, basically what we're doing. We stimulate the muscles for them to start working again. So this is the intent of use that we got from the FDA, uh, and we are very happy to say that we are uh, in this stage because it, took, it was a long journey. Congratulations. That's great. Thank you. Um, okay, so um, moving forward, uh, you told me that you're currently conducting a usability study, right? Yeah, so so exactly. So the plan is that we are we want to submit, and this is the plan. So we want to submit a, another a, a, a submission to the FDA, what's called the press up, to get uh, this device into a larger clinical trial. Uh, in the uh, Q2 of 2024, in order to uh, increase and 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 add additional uh, intended users of this device uh, for blinking as such, uh, in US it's going to be a multinational study in Florida, UK, in Israel, and to do so prior to the submission, we have first of all, of course, to evaluate the device from the usability side of the patients. To see how they can operate it, how easy it was, and, and now we are doing, uh, we are in the middle of this trial, and it looks very good and very promising, you know. And then we actually got a very, very good and strong uh, reactions from the patient, stating even that it changed the the progress of their disease because they really was suffering of, the, of this device disease, and we really helped them. So it was it's very nice to hear that you're actually helping patients with this device. So. Uh, it's important for us. So aside from this uh, usability study you're currently running, uh, you plan to conduct um, a, a long-term validation study. Um, you plan to do this in the US, in Israel, and in the UK. Yes. Um, tell me a little bit about this. Uh, this um, yes. So, so actually, uh, one of the things that we just recently received was uh, two grants to help us uh, with this clinical trial. One of them is the BIRD grant. It's a bilateral grant between Israel and US. And we have a great uh, partner in Florida. Uh, it's uh, David Rand, who is the uh, uh, innovation officer of the Rand Eye Institute in Florida. 
Uh, he's super eager about this device from the moment it's, that he saw this device, he understood the potential. He had those patients coming to him and actually with nothing to offer to them. So he was super excited to submit this proposal together with us. And I'm happy to say that we won this grant and we are planning to start this trial, uh, as I said, in Q2 uh, next year. And uh, uh, we also uh, received another grant uh, of a uh, UK-Israel uh, pilot program where we can, uh, we, we, we're gonna use these funds to do the clinical trial in UK with two centers, one in Leeds, one in Sheffield. Uh, and both of them are, are really excited to have these devices, as I said, because every ophthalmologist that we are talking to, they understand the value of this device because the, the patient is suffering and they have not really have a good uh, solution for them. So everyone is really eager to start these uh, uh, trials and then bring this uh, product to the market first. And how many, how many patients would participate in these studies? Tell me, say, so, say a few words about the design of the study. Yeah, so the idea is that we're going to have a, a, a 100 patients in total. Uh, as I said, it's going to be divided between US, UK, and Israel. And the idea is that, you know, it's going to be mimicking uh, the market of this device, which means we're going to give this device with the app and the electrode to the patients. They're going to, it's going to be home use device. Uh, so they're going to self-use this device and they will come to the clinic every once in a while to do the, the evaluation of the device, the, the evaluation of, of, of the blinking abilities and uh, uh, with the follow-up of, you know, the improvement in quality of life or everything that they want to follow up. Nice. Uh, and let's talk a little bit about uh, the competitive landscape. How do you intend to differentiate your product from current solutions? So I think here is, is quite easy for us because, as I said, there's nothing like us on the market. So there are several surgical procedures, as I said, it's called the pterosorophy, which is the suturing of the eyelid, mm -hmm. uh, uh, weight implantation, uh, there's reanimation surgeries that are trying to implant different uh, nerves. But all of those uh, uh, surgeries, although they are uh, invasive, they're still very, you know, uh, limited in, in effectivity because they're not dealing with the problem of lack of blinking. Uh, on the other hand, that this is what people usually usually doing is uh, different lubricants or drops uh, that they put in their eye. But again, because there is no smearing effect of the blinking, uh, the, the effect is very, very limited. So this is why they're really suffering. And, and, and uh, uh, this is why we call those all those solutions, we call it the static solutions because they're quite static. It doesn't restore the, the blinking ability as opposed to our device, which is a dynamic solution is actually dealing with this problem and restoring the blinking. And once the blinking is restored, the nature and uh, the uh, physiology of the, of the body uh, restores the, the, the rest of the things like tearing of the eye and everything is uh, needed. Let's discuss uh, shortly uh, the, the, the commercial uh, um, activity. In essence, you have uh, an FDA approval. In essence, you can uh, initiate market penetration. You guys want to do this long-term study in order to generate right. additional, <clears throat> sorry, generate additional uh, data of patients with long-term use, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, what, what, what are the steps you're currently taking in order to promote this uh, initial market penetration? 
So, uh, you know, we already, although we are, as you said, we are not uh, doing the marketing uh, uh, operation now, we are already talking to strategic uh, partners that uh, uh, saw me presenting and know me, uh, and uh, we are in discussions with them. It's still too early to, to disclose uh, uh, any details, but uh, there is a very big interest. And actually, I can tell that, you know, from the last time that I presented uh, in U.S., there are a lot of physicians stood in the line to talk to me and to try this device because, as I said, there's nothing to offer. So those partners are looking at it. So uh, I think that there's a big interest uh, uh, from the partners, but also from patients themselves, because, as I told you, to, although they have very limited solutions, but it costs today to use those lubricants and even without surgeries, but just lubricants and drops, it costs them hundreds of dollars every month. So, you know, device like ours can really change not only the quality of life, but also, you know, from the financial point of view uh, for those patients as well. So there's a big interest. And I think the more we're going to be closer to the market with this usability study and with this uh, long-term follow-up study, the more interest is going to bring. Fantastic. And and when you look into the future, so who are and, and you need to kind of uh, try and uh, think of patients uh, in with the, the suffering from different uh, different diseases uh, which result in facial paralysis. Who are these patients which might benefit from this device in the future? So as I said, because we are not trying to cure. Uh, the damaged nerves, we're just trying to uh, uh, help them with the facial paralysis uh, side effects. I think, as I said, so the we know that the temporary facial paralysis patients and the permanent facial paralysis patients can definitely benefit of that. Uh, for permanent ones, probably it's going to be throughout their life until as, uh, as long as they're, because they're going to be paralyzed for the rest of their lives, unfortunately. For the temporary patients, you know, during this uh, uh, disease phase, they can use our device to to eliminate the side effects and, and and to increase the quality of life. But we are thinking about you know taking this to next steps. I think we can offer this device for other uh, patients suffering from uh, neurodegenerative diseases, such as Parkinson, for example, because we know that those patients they suffer from reduced uh, pace of blinking, and we think that using our device might increase the pace of blinking and then. Uh, they can avoid the dry eye uh, disease that we are suffering from. That's wonderful, Nikolai. Um, it was a pleasure and an honor having you here today. No doubt NeuroTrigger is facing an exciting year. Uh, I wish you lots of success in upcoming clinical study. And I hope that two years from now, each patient suffering from facial paralysis will be able to avoid muscle atrophy and maintain better quality of life with your device. Thank you so much, Eddie. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Nikolai.